Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast, episode 141, and welcome to 2023. Uh, I'm, t- I'm, I will be talking to Jennifer Smith, and uh, who is the also, I'll, we'll, we'll talk all about this after. But first, I will int- I will introduce and, and thank my sponsor, Head Check Health. Head Check Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, and Eastern Washington University, Eastern Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada rely on HeadCheck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. Um, and now, so always just follow me on at Chris.com, the socials, and uh. Brett, subscribe rate. I'm assuming it's Christmas time to do too much of a break. Subscribe rate review. Um, what else, Jennifer? What else should I say there? People do for the podcast. That's a great question. I I don't know. I, um, I feel like we're we're gonna today. You're gonna we're gonna chat about my story and then yeah, uh, yeah we're I know, yeah. a little bit of all the stuff we're gonna do together. I, I plug the the uh, well, you can buy the shirt on T Public or I go to my website. But now. Jennifer, who we just heard from, will tell us about we we met for the brush shift for the first time. She's on she's the vice president of our board volunteer volunteer now, but volunteer vice president of our Newfoundland Labor Brain Injury Association board. So uh, we will talk with that the board, the brain injury, not the board, but the brain injury association. And also first we'll talk about Jennifer's own uh, brain injury story. And uh, we met for the first time in. Well, I guess September, but October really. And uh, we sat in a coffee. And uh, I guess right, just tell us your the story you were you told me that day about your the whole the whole thing, just start to finish. Uh, okay, so th- thanks for having me. This is uh this is really exciting. And and Nick, um, you have been a, a light in my world for the last uh, two to three months that we've met. So uh, this has been great. Um, so one of the things I, I, I've learned over the last couple of years is that the stories we tell ourselves are really kind of important. And uh, so I'm going to try and tell my lens of my story today. Um, so in uh, August of 2018, I um, uh, went, oh, things happened. I basically had a cerebellar stroke. Um, what, what and, 
What's that? Obviously, what things happen, but you don't talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's get get into it. Um, okay. so um, there was a couple of things that led up to it that I'll get to in a moment. But um, I it was a Sunday morning, eleven o'clock in the morning. I was bobbing my head to music, and then I had this sudden feeling that it was really, really not well. Um, and uh, I got up, and it was like this this pressure in my my head um, and then it turned into not being able to see it in one eye and the first thing I I, I did was I got up because I was with a, a few people um, my husband and his friend I got up and like went to the washroom and like just felt really really unwell uh, to the point where I came back out and told my husband that I needed to go to uh, emerge because something wasn't right. I couldn't see out of one eye and I was having an intense pain in my head. Um, and so he, he drove me to emerge. Uh, and by the time we got to emerge, which is only about a 10 minute drive from my house, um, I was not able to, I had basically bambi legs. I wasn't able to, to walk. Um, and of course I didn't really know what was going on. Um, got into emerge and was trying to be like I don't know what they call it but just checked in and then my world started spinning it was like I was on the most vicious um spinning ride imaginable uh, my hands shot right out um because I was trying to stabilize myself and I basically was in a vicious cycle of getting sick uh and spinning for many, many hours. Um, and I think uh, over the course of the, the eight or 10 hours that I was in Emerge, they, they finally, after a couple of scans and things, realized what was happening was that I was having a cerebellar stroke. Um, and so what, what, what caused that was um, both the vertebral arteries in the back of my neck were um, dissected um so and I think at that that time one was completely blocked and uh, clotted and the other one wasn't it was still um bleeding so um this I guess could rewind us back to about two and a half weeks before that um where I actually sustained the injury that caused all this um they figure that because it was like undiagnosed whiplash uh that I had received this from a go-karting accident about two and a half weeks earlier and I remember having a really heavy helmet on and having my seatbelt uh, like straps really tight and getting hit and sort of my head kind of going side to side and that's sort of the thing that they figure caused the the injury to my neck mm-hmm. um so I I didn't I didn't put two and two together that um you know this was a severe injury that could result in what happened two and a half weeks later I thought I just had a sore neck um you're go-karting with friends it's not something you um figure so the time in between having that injury uh and and having my stroke I I went to work every day I um I went camping I went running I was heavily into the running room and I was really um sluggish is the only term I could describe like my running time was like completely off and um I was having this neck pain that was only happening when I was sleeping so every time I was like lying down it hurt but like 
I'd go about my day and I'd be generally uh, okay. Um, but uh, when I was like camping and things, like I just felt uh, lightheaded or a little bit out of sorts. So I think this was basically my neck injury, not getting enough uh, blood uh, to my brain or, or what have you. But anyway, it all came to a head um, two and a half weeks later when I was just bobbing my head to music. And I guess I must have dislodged um, clot and it uh, caused some pretty, uh, pretty traumatic. I think it, it was, it was very like, I can remember it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like, I can remember a lot of it. So I'm going to give you just little pieces of it. Um, so I was in the hospital for a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course they give you this medication to try and um, bust the clots gently. Um, and you're on like blood thinners and things like that. Um, and I was terrified when I was in the hospital, like I was going to forget to breathe. I was super anxious, uh, everything, because it affected my, um, my left side. Um, so it affected my ability to walk. Um, balance um hold anything with my my left hand um my vision my hearing um and so like even my neck so i was in the hospital for that week where they uh did like your very basic um rehabilitation so that i could um go yeah. home yeah uh so i went home with a walker all the assisted um, things that one would get from the, um, uh, I can't remember what organization lent it to us, but um, so I had all this, uh, this like mobility aids uh, at home and I was home for three weeks before um, I was reassessed at the Miller Center. Um, but uh, yeah, it affected my vision um, and all kinds of things that to, to this day are still lingering uh, issues. So I was in um, the Miller Center for uh, Rehabilitation for, uh, I think it was two and a half, three months, um, where they, what's that? Inpatient? Did you say Yes, uh, no, outpatient, actually outpatient. So okay. I, I would go, um, I would physically go there uh, two or three days of the week um, for, your occupational therapy, your physiotherapy, and a few other ones, the, the um, social worker type the counseling speech, and the, the nutritionist. Yeah. Yeah. They were wonderful. Um, but I, I was, uh, I guess a little bit of a outlier to what they usually see. Um, yeah. So there was like a lot of like, how did this happen? Like, Oh my goodness. Like this is amazing that let, uh, that you recuperated the way that you recuperated and, and things like that. Um, I en ended up going to the Dizzy and Balance Center for uh, some of the uh, visual um, uh, rehabilitation because um, I had, had to sort of train this eye to because to, to, all the muscles basically on, on my left side were affected. Um, Kim, Kim, so, yeah, that was... Uh, interesting um i was on medication because basically i still had clots in the back of my neck for a little while um they had to wait for the arteries to recanalize so basically heal um and so i think after about three months i was uh released from the neurology care um 
And so that with that was the like you're you you should be done your physio now. You should you should go back to work and all these things. And I think largely it was a too soon, but at the same time, um probably helped me with a lot of the a good kick in health the anxiety. A good kick in the butt. I needed, yes, I needed something to just stop focusing on, like, how come all these things are not working? Yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, I had been like having what people would, people that normally get migraines, they would have like these aura type migraines. And I, I was ha- new to migraines. Yeah. So I would go to emerge for every migraine or little uh, blip. Um, so anyway, I think that was a good little push, but it was also uh, a push that uh, put me into things a little bit too soon, too fast. And uh, then came the journey of the the mental, um, um, the mental yes. recovery. Yeah. 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 So I was going to ask you about the whole, like how your, what symptoms, what symptoms you still have. And, uh, and also going back to work, how that was like, it's kind of, all one thing like your your I guess the mental mental distress your 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 new your persistent symptoms and going back to work they're all kind of meshed together so I really ask you separately so I'll ask you as one so how were what happened there how was how was all of that going back to work and yeah so um it all happened all at one you're absolutely right so um with regards to like the going back to work. So before I get to that, so my husband um, was a substitute teacher. I worked full time as a researcher and I was in the middle of doing my PhD part-time. So Jeff actually, he, he stopped work um, to care for me full time as my primary caregiver. I was like, Um, it was like a six dollars for a long time too. It was like just had to take it, it was six months. Hawaii, and yeah. a teacher, so that's that's like it really. Oh yeah, no, it was, yeah. and, and so what ended up happening then is, um, so he used to work up up north teaching, and so because of that, and at the time I think it was a hard time to get work here in, in Newfoundland. It's not so bad it now, but, um, um, so he went back up north to teach, um in January. And so I was basically thrust into back to work full time and like become independent. Um, and I think that was actually the push I needed because if I, if I didn't have this, like you're living alone, um, um, opportunity, uh, I think I would have depended on him so greatly and I wouldn't have been able to like pick myself up a little bit. Um, so that was, yeah, that was something. And it's funny because we were literally just about to start the, like, cause we have had done the long distance for, for so long. We were just about to start the, like, Hey, we're back in the same, yeah, same uh, city and Oh yeah. Well, we'll spend the next six months where you're taking care of me because I'm injured. But um, so physically it, it w- was remarkable how quickly I was able to come back with like, um, getting balance, able to walk, um, strengthening some of my, um, balance and, and, uh, use of my hands. Uh, but it took a lot longer with, um, 
the permanent like tinnitus that I have, the ringing in my ears, Do the uh, photosensitivity, um, the fatigue, the migraines. Oh my gosh, the fatigue is by far the worst. I still feel some of these things four mm -hmm. years later. You still have the tinnitus, tinnitus, whatever you want to have you pronounce it. Have a doctor. I don't know how to pronounce it. Have a doctor. Have a tinnitus, tinnitus. So there you go. I think that's right. That's definitely right. I've always said tinnitus. But I'm um, giving us off the so you just will have the T us T blah blah us. Yeah, I still have it. It's like my companion now. Um, sometimes like it tells me like, hey, you're you're uh, you're working too hard, or you you've okay. pushed yourself too much, and and it'll it'll kind of scream a little louder in my ears, and I'm okay. like, okay, I, I need to. It's affected by your your fatigue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing with like just like my eyesight. So it sometimes gets really um, tired and just decides that it's it's tired and you should go to sleep. Uh, so you really, I should really be taking the naps that one needs to to recuperate. Um, so those are the things that are sort of lingering now. Um, um, so I I didn't have my uh, they, like they take your license when these things happen, and then I was able to get my license back before. Uh, Jeff went back up north. Um, but the the mental health piece was probably the the hardest journey. And I only came out of that probably, and it is a roller coaster, but I, I feel like I have had a moment of clarity right before joining the Newfoundland uh, Labrador Brain Injury Association. So it's 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 been a road. Um, yeah. I found myself being extremely irritable. Um I found myself uh, really isolating myself from people um, and not being able to share in their life successes and joys. And um, yeah, it was like, it just went into a really dark, dark space. Um, just not, not the commotion. Was that the trouble with what you isolated yourself? Isolated yourself? Was it the commotion of being around other people or was it just the the other people, what they do. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, certainly there was a lot of overstimulation and and, yeah. and like that, like the people's like sounds, I was really, really sensitive to different sounds and smells and different things like that. That, that was certainly part of the irritability piece. But the other part is that like um, people don't understand necessarily understand what you've gone through and so there was a lack of understanding of what my fatigue was that it yeah. wasn't just tired um yeah that like a, that that sleep was going to fix this sometimes I would wake up exactly. having had a full night's sleep and just be fully yeah. fa like fatigued right um yeah. and if so there was a sleep, lot just, of just you need a nap I'm like sorry, I don't need a nap I need to reduce the fatigue it's everything but sorry keep going yeah absolutely so 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 there was a lot of just like i think just people not recognizing that i had i have these lingering invisible issues that affect my ability to function from your day-to-day -day, uh activities um and so i think i finally came to find some resources online from the different groups that I had joined um, about spoon theory, um, which is like um, people that have chronic or um, uh, chronic 
uh, illnesses or disabilities or things like that, that um, try to explain how much energy they have for, for their day to people that have more neurotypical, I guess, energy. Anyway, yeah. I learned some tricks to help me kind of um, regulate uh, what it is I can and can't do in the run of a day. Um, and I've also just taken the pressure off myself not to be superhuman. So there's, I felt at one point that there was this like unwritten pressure to like, oh, you've had a near death experience. Now you need to come out of it and be like, run an iron, yeah. run an iron man. I don't know. Yeah. You do, you, you do an you, iron man. You do, you do, you run, you swim, you bike. So it's there like, you go. You pick one. You do, you yeah. do, you run. Yeah, sure. Just say. Yeah. So, so like, I've never, that was never, ever, ever in my, like, I'm not an athlete. I'm like, I was like the little geeky kid. So, like, there's, there was never in my life like that I would ever do an Ironman. And so like after this, this stroke, it was like, oh, well now clearly you have to show the world that you have had an enlightenment moment. Do your Ironman. Yeah. Come like superhuman. And I was like, I'm just so tired. <laughs> I can't, I can't uh, just to get the physio in for the day that you need to do to like make sure your body doesn't seize up or what have yeah. you, and then do a full day's work and yeah. And I was having family and friends saying, like, why are you still doing the job that you were doing before? Like, shouldn't you like, you know, have had an enlightenment of um, you know, now you should be a physiotherapist or and I and I mean like people weren't saying this, but I put like these crazy expectations yeah. on myself. Here, and I was like, okay. And so finally I was like, I'm just gonna let go of all this like superhuman recovery stuff and just carry on about it as if I was you know the new version of of what I, I am so yeah that's uh, sort of what happened there and uh, the, the part that I think I like to try and share with people is that everyone I think everyone has had some kind of maybe not physical trauma to themselves but so they know someone that has been impacted so like part of my motivations behind joining the Newfoundland Brain Injury Association was okay. to try and no, just my, bring my question a was my question was that you dumped ahead oh sorry <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just to bring their like awareness to um the fact that like people are people they're everyone's human they're all going through hurdles and struggles and you should just like bare minimum treat people with kindness. Um, and then if you're trying to look at ways to help people that have any, uh, been affected by any kind of thing, just bring awareness to what those things are. Right. So how can we yeah. better teach people to, to recognize the signs of, of, um, brain injuries, um, in the ver various forms, because I'm still Very learning about very all the different forms yeah and then how to pre to prevent those things see the symptoms prevent um things like that so i know that we're getting into our next topic mm -hmm. so nick you're welcome to, to uh, lead me I'm here just, uh, i don't even know what we're going to do with that but actually first one that i asked you about because you were saying because it can't be already mentioned it really so i don't know if it's much more to say but when we had a meeting last month or last meeting without the outside parties let's say that um 
you mentioned that you, again that your husband had to get up for so to get off work, leave work, and that was very important that they couldn't just leave for like two months or a week, two weeks and just come back. He had to like as a teacher, he had to come back. He had to be there, be on the on the phone, like on the phone, but be available by phone for when when you need it. But uh, so the 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 uh, available care support support I guess support that's needed for people with and people don't understand that you need you need support you think oh you know three months you're fine now just get out and get back to the world so absolutely yeah no, thanks for making that uh, emphasis because um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, that was actually one of the big, biggest motivating factors behind why we've even met is that um, there was, there were like, I understand that like, the people that we interact with at the Miller Center were providing the best available supports that they had, but we were like, we were navigating a very unknown um, circumstance and there was a lot of things that it would have been helpful to um, um know about to help navigate that so like a lot of the brochures and reading materials that were provided uh to him during this time was kind of old like yeah right like yeah uh, some of the stuff about how to care for someone and, and things like that were for people that were in their 70s and 80s yeah. oh. not someone that's trying to to live a um, they're you know midlife or what have you like earlier 
uh, careers and all that busy stuff. So like we didn't even know uh, about the supports one could have financially um, as a primary caregiver from the government. We knew nothing about that. We didn't avail of any of those opportunities. Um, we, yeah, we basically navigated this the best we could with very limited information. I didn't actually know about the Newfoundland Brain Injury Association until about two or three years after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, thinking back on it, like there was like a stroke recovery group that I had had joined. Um, and it just seemed like it, it would have been very, very useful to have um, someone like Cassandra as a lifeline to to resources, to other, um, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like to all, yeah. all the information that I'm now uh, learning about um, yeah. after the fact. So um, because it's, it's a scary time to to think okay well like looking back on it it's like okay well you know you've, you've come a long way and you you're you're back to a functioning member of society but at the time we were really unsure what was what was going on and the statistics were being thrown at you and you're just like oh good gracious like how much is this uh right so um yeah he his world was really really yeah. quite disrupted and and the kind of care that he was providing me wasn't just like um uh helping manage my appointments and driving me to different appointments it was like mental emotional i i need well the emotional sports for sure but like physically i i couldn't walk right like i had to had a walker in my house i couldn't had like a there's all kinds of physical things couldn't cook i couldn't clean couldn't like like even now I have trouble like doing like your basic um, uh, cutting um, because you know the hand sucks but um, so but there we yeah and then the emotional side of things good gracious yeah I don't think anything prepares you for uh, that kind of just emotional deregulation like I have a really hard at the time I had a really hard time regulating my emotions yeah yeah so I guess I guess now we'll kind of go back to uh, not go back. You know, this is a whole conversation has been a bit of a loop, so it all ties in. The the Newfoundland Arbor Range Association. You when did you decide to join? And and I guess we well, can answer our answer well why and when, but I'll just get to repeat it. It's fun. Yeah, so I found out about the the Newfoundland Brain Injury Association when they had their dinner and dance um, in twenty twenty one. And, and Labrador, we have to do the whole problem. Yes, okay, so in Labrador, thank you. Yes. Um, so when when the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Injury Association had their dinner and dance in 2021, you were you were the um, guest speaker, I think. Yeah. I have uh, I have invited my husband and my mom and my dad to go because it landed on my birthday, um, yeah. and that's where I learned like I learned about everything, um, uh, what that organization was about. And then it took me a year to get up the courage to uh, to reach out and send a, a note to Cassandra to see if, if you needed any help. I, with I your- didn't join him for the second time until January January of twenty twenty two. So or yeah, January February twenty twenty two. So yeah. So I think yeah. So I I remember you you telling your story and I was like, um, 
I was like, oh man, this like this is someone that I I need to like chat with and 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 um, learn about their recovery story and and what they're up to, right? So, um, but yes, it took me a long time to to get to that point because I was still feeling like a victim. Yeah. I don't even know. It's just like it was, and you know, I so eventually I got to a point in my story where I was like, cool, I'm uh, I'm in a new chapter now. I should stop feel like um whatever i was trying to apply different like the way people have with other illnesses and injuries and they're trying to apply it to yourself it's hard to really know which which unit which bag which which section what they want to you should be fit in like it's, it's weird so yeah 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 and so so then i was finally at a point where i'm like okay i can i let's see how i can what i can do to help other other people and so I think it was like early October when I attended my first yeah. meeting with the group and it's right. been a whirlwind ever since. Right away you were putting on the bus for this where I said can you be best with you're like I uh, guess so <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. what did I gotta do? <laughs> but, yeah uh, it was a uh, yeah but so <laughs> and so, so since then I I think you and I have had quite a few chats about like yeah, our vision Twitter. for what we could do and and, and the ways that like, we could provide supports um, to everyone that's sort of affected by brain injury. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I feel like there's, we have some great ideas and I think yeah. between the, 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 the group of, of people on the board and, and whatnot, we'll, we'll um, hopefully make some of them um, happen. I hope so. And uh, just to talk about the Cassandra is our, is the coordinator of programs and services at the Brain Association. She's our only staff member. So, uh, but uh, we are talking about some of the things that that Jennifer just mentioned. The efforts we're making to get awareness out there. I don't know how much we can talk about without because we're waiting for hopefully government funding. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are just any funding. Well, government will help us out, but we need other people funding as well. And uh, so, if anyone's listening wants to. Help out the new plan over brain and I'll be a NLBIA.org or .ta. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone wants to help that out, then please visit the website NLBIA.ta. And Cassandra will be back in the office next week, January 4th or 3rd, 3rd probably, or 3rd or 4th, but next week. So this will be on 3rd. But, but uh, Jennifer was talking about. What the board, what we want to do, and we'll try to tell as much as we can without running into, you know, problems. Of we can say, I don't know if there is problems. There's maybe they're not problems, but I mean, Chamfer, you want to? Yeah. So, so um, I'm still learning about the um, all the different forms of of brain injuries and the different things that that occur and and whatnot. But um, one of the things that I think. I don't even know where it came from, but there's there's been a lot of talk about um, c- concussion prevention in in schools um, and taking a lot of the literature that's out there and, and trying to our, our present actually. There you go. Yes, yeah. was it Cletus? Cletus, yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't know um, there, but I'm pretty sure that's what was told me. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, t- t- uh, the, the idea is is to bring um, prevention education to young people 
so that they can better understand how to protect themselves from um, brain injuries. Um, and then when in the, the unfortunate event that they may occur, because life happens and yeah. these things can happen, um, yes. how to recognize those, those symptoms. Um, in sharing my story uh, on social media with, amongst my own friends, I've, I've met a lot of people that have had very different forms of either concussions or severe um, um, brain injuries from car accidents and things like that. And it's each of them have quite a recovery um, and just, just a journey in trying to understand their, their symptoms. So I think that there's a, uh, opportunity to just make the public more aware of what Definitely. what that looks like yeah uh, yeah could it be more i think just once you're so much so so like bank space there for us to write on and teach people about yeah. concussion or any brain injury and just how like even the word recovery is a bit misleading i find because recovery kind of says get back to where you were but you don't necessarily you don't i mean it takes time so therefore even just time itself what I found myself, which is more over when my mom's in 03, it was long, so it's been maybe 20 years this year, 20 years, August 1st. And uh, I mean, that's you're not gonna be the same thing. I'm not gonna, I mean, 43, 23. I mean, I'm not gonna be the same person no matter what, no matter from best, best shape of my life. And uh, I keep my feet, this one part of my brain, my I don't know if that's for my brain or what, but I don't know what to do with my hands, but uh, that's maybe. Self-conscious Nate, but this is this is not good. Um, I will I'll put my hands behind my back for this. <laughs> there you go. Look straight in the my shirt. But uh, yeah, but it's different. Like that, you're you're not going to recover. Recovery seems like you're getting back to what you were, where you were, and same the same person more or less. But you're not. You're going to be different, and that's some entirely. Even the, that word, I know that's but that's the only word that would really go where people would even want to hear about anything but being the same person they are. But you're not going to be in this. That's it's it's really true. Um, that that's a big big piece of just trying to to come to terms with. But the other the other thing with all this is, um, I know we've had some great conversations with Cassandra um, about concussions and like. It's just making people in the general public aware of like what the effects of a concussion are on someone so that like there are better supports in place for for them. Like I just yeah. I, I just keep hearing stories about people like, oh yeah, you know, I kind of realized afterwards that this I was likely experiencing yeah. this the symptoms of a concussion and People around me didn't, they, they were able to say that I was off, but they weren't able to like pinpoint, hey, you, you might be experiencing the aftermath of, of concussion and therefore we should be, you know, kinder to you, find supports to help you navigate this yeah. tangly space. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've, I've known, I was just talking to friends and said like, oh, I just felt very bad that I went, went skiing yesterday, I fell down a couple of times and you know, and uh, whatnot. I've seen that here. I've seen this. It's uh, I'm digging up the spot, but it's the same thing because there's no no snow here. But it's okay. I'll say it's something saying like I wanted to run. And I felt I felt, felt so yesterday I felt good. I mean, I wanted to run. Felt, I fell down 
once, but like that was fine. And today I have a headache or today I'm really tired and I just didn't do much today. I couldn't get out of bed today. So well, and I just have to move on, move on, we move on. That's like a normal story. But then you think it's probably because they had a concussion and they couldn't right. treat it right, treat it correctly, and then correctly, then then it didn't like longer, just not just not just today, you'd be fine. So, Maybe in like a few months or a few weeks, you'll start feeling weird and it's just serious. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's like, so part of that, my motive, my, my thought process behind that is sometimes when you are experiencing the aftermath of any form of brain injury, you yourself might not be able to be aware of these things. And therefore the, the, education piece that I'm looking to try and help us bring out there is is the the support network and the family to try and get them to have a better awareness of those things so that they can help that person uh, navigate this unknown space uh, which is part of the second motivation or or part of um, what we're we're trying to do with um, that proposal we had had written uh, Nick with the is bringing forward more of the peer support um, in the ABLE program at the Newfoundland Labrador Brain Injury Association. There's a great counseling as well, program that run by. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I was just saying, just telling everybody, it's a great counseling, kind of, kind of peer counseling, kind of a peer support group that Cassandra runs at the Brain Injury Association. So for anyone, anyone listening, yeah. Absolutely. No, thank you. Um, and so to to bring that uh, bring the accessibility to that organization or to, um, program to people, um, as well as as ex- potentially expand it to to having some kind of support or education piece uh, to caregivers, um, so that they can help navigate this space as well. Right. So I think yeah. sometimes they get for, forgotten in the, the process of recovery and whatnot yeah and i mean as much as i'm I'm trying to raise awareness raise edgy and increase education about concussions and brain injuries on the podcast the podcast is to sell very niche and uh there's which is unfortunate because there's so much because it should be just a general by the by i mean bell rights measures should be just a general podcast because so much concussion goes on and brain injuries and other injuries every day that people are just you know but this uh pocket we almost do because they oh, I haven't had a brain injury I haven't had a haven't had a condition. I don't know I just you know I just just do it there just stop talking it's just and so there's a need for as much education as there is on this podcast just but this episode is not necessarily for the people who listen to this podcast this is for people who don't listen to this podcast which is a weird way to, <laughs> weird way to do it but uh you know, it's like this is where the general public who should be here and should be being educated about this and just and just and and just admitting that maybe you don't know everything about concussion just because you know somebody who had one or may have one, you don't necessarily know one, just be open to hearing about it and learning about it. And, and absolutely. Yeah. So I think I mean I guess we have to end it just on not plea, but a request for support from the from anybody who is 
who is able or a organization company who's able to fund like to fund to support the NLBIA.ca, NLBIA and and uh, let us help to get the word out about concussion and about brain injury to younger people and everyone. But just we'll start up bring up our plan and start up with the uh, younger population and get 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 them in early. So I mean hopefully nothing will happen, but they'll know stuff will I mean stuff stuff will happen because it's like as as Jennifer was saying like and you know stuff you know can't you don't know what's happening every day. So uh, so I just want to get them up to get it up there early on so people know what to do and what to look for and, and how to approach it and just to be kind to people, be happy helpful, be a short support. And uh and I guess I guess so yes the main thing is to support the NLBA.ca. NLBA with NLBA and the rest is NLBA.ca. And uh with that, I would just like Jennifer to give any last words. Do you have any last any final words to the people who may be listening? Hopefully not the regular listeners, only more people, which at this point is probably a bit late to ask that, but you know. No, no, sure. Um so one of the things is I, I think about who the audience could be. And I know that there's a couple of people that have had different forms of, of um, brain injuries before and since my own injury. And I just want to say something to, to encourage them that you do get better day by day. Uh, if you just think about your incremental uh, improvements um, and that those that uh, are kind of supporters of, of um, anyone that has under gone some kind of traumatic uh injury um that uh there there is just to, to try and remain uh optimistic that there are people out there to support you um it's just a matter of we're hoping to find ways to to uh, bring those supports uh around so don't be too discouraged by the the uh upset in your life right so uh Hopefully, with what we're planning to do with some of the work that we're doing, we'll be able to um, just bring bring some of the access, some of the awareness, so that uh, we can sort of improve the overall situation. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. And uh, stick around, please, because I'm I forgot today first. I'll just do the goodbye to the podcast, but you can stick around for a second. Um, sure. And uh, I want to just thank you and here's to a great 2023, and hopefully. The NLBA, we can, Jennifer and I and others, Cassandra and others, will hopefully get this program going and we can start teaching others about the what to look for for questions and on all brain injury and uh, get the word out there. So thank you again. And uh, this is episode 141. So we'll be back with 142. When? I don't know. And uh, with whom? I don't know either. So, but. It will be, it'll be good. It'll be 148, 142, yeah. So, so thanks for listening and uh, have a safe and happy 2023. And this is January 3rd. So it posts the, all of festivities. This will go out on, but uh, thanks. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.